Hey, 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 Mr. Manly here with the President's Day edition of How to Be Manly. I know most people don't celebrate President's Day in a manly style. President's Day to me is like others celebrate a birthday or Christmas. Sadly, President's Day, like many other holidays, comes just once a year. If you haven't guessed by now, this is when I receive my new mattress and box spring. Being a manly man, I wear them out in a year's time because I literally and figuratively beat the stuffing out of my posture pee, dick. So off I go to the mattress store, where Uncle Sam is usually handing out flyers. This time, it was Aunt Samantha. And let me say, Samantha looked good in stripes, with a couple of noticeable stars that did not appear on her hat. She said, may I help you find a mattress? I replied, yes, but since you're in the business, what kind of mattress do you prefer? She said, I like it firm, yet yields to my body and gives me a good night's pleasure. This floor model is the kind I have. Would you like to try it out? Well, I knew this must be handled in a manly manner. If you ever find yourself in a similar situation, follow along in your manly manual, page 221, and repeat after me. Number one. So, Samantha, you like it firm. Well, you also make it firm. Number two. Shoo-wee, Samantha. Yield to my body, because I've given you the right of way. And number three, pleasure. I'll give you so much pleasure, in the morning, your backside will read Sealy. Soon after, as Samantha's Uncle Sam whacks your backside, seals you up in a mattress, and then tosses you into oncoming traffic while ignoring a yield sign, you'll realize just what kind of man you really are. Until next time, this is Mr. Manly saying be manly and good day. Okay, maybe we overreacted. Good morning, I'm Rock 107's Prospector. President Biden spoke yesterday about the three other balloons the military shot down last weekend over Alaska, Canada, and Michigan. He said there's no evidence they were Chinese spy balloons like the ones we shot down two weeks ago. Well, now we might know, might, where at least one of those balloons came from. The Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade. It's a club for balloon hobbyists, and the name is a reference to a scene from the movie Up, you know, where the old man gives a kid a merit badge that's really a bottle cap. The group launches small balloons with trackers on them just so they can track them as they float around the world. And they're basic. They usually cost between $12 and $180. The $12 versions are basic Mylar balloons, like the kind you'd buy at Party City. Dozens are up at any given time, and sometimes they circle the Earth several times before they come down. They weigh less than six pounds, so they're allowed by the FAA. The Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade says they lost contact with one of their balloons on February 10th near Alaska. That's also when the military used a Sidewinder missile to shoot something down in the same area. The Balloon Brigade's balloon was floating up around 39,000 feet, which is also about the right height. So circumstantial evidence is added up. The government hasn't confirmed anything yet. By the way, another one of these hobby balloons is set to enter U.S. airspace today, so stay tuned. There's also a chance it could pass over Mexico. So, yeah, maybe we went a little hog wild here. Breaking the news that's already broken. It's time for Prospector's Briefs on Rock 107. Scientists designed a rocket that can travel to Mars in 45 days. Sadly, it will be operated by Southwest, so your luggage will end up on Neptune. Viagra will no longer be shipped to Russia due to the war in Ukraine. That's going to make it a lot more difficult for these soldiers to stand up for their country. Dr. Dre turns 58 tomorrow. He'll celebrate with his less respected brother, chiropractor. 
It's 60 Minutes Meets Gone in 60 Seconds. Tune in Monday for Prospector's Briefs on Rock 107. The following rant may cause you to pull your hair out, scream at the radio, punch the dashboard. Complaints should be addressed to loudmouthyambag at rock107.com. Hey, I'm Rock 107's Prospector. Here's what's got me jacked. PennDOT has unveiled plans to widen Interstate 81 between the Biden Expressway and just north of the airport. The proposal will take 81 from two lanes to three lanes in each direction. Now, I know you may hear that and think, hey, it's about time. Let me pop that bubble for you. If you think adding a lane to 81 is going to ease congestion, think again. I know it seems counterintuitive, but adding lanes to highways has the exact opposite effect. Yeah, it's true. Although adding lanes can ease congestion initially, it also encourages people to drive more. And a few years after the highways widen, research shows that traffic, congestion, and all the nastiness that go with it returns. Yeah, it's called induced demand, and it's real. When a congested road is widened, travel times go down at first. But people then change their behaviors. I mean, it's a pretty basic economic principle, too. If you reduce the price of a good, people will consume more of it. In a 2009 study, researchers confirmed what experts had observed for years. In a metropolitan area, when road capacity increases by 1%, the number of cars on the road also increased by 1%. Are you ready for your mind to be blown again? Check this out. If widening roads worsens congestion, then it should also be true that narrowing or removing roads reduces congestions. Guess what? Yeah, that's true. A 1998 study of cases worldwide showed that when a road is closed or a road's capacity is reduced by an average of 20%, 20% of traffic disappears. The study found instances where 60% of the traffic disappeared. And it's not displaced to other roads. It simply vanishes. It's like magic. Now, of course, you might be saying, sounds like BS to me, Prospector. Hey, it took the medical community a really long time to give up on bloodletting for headache solutions and things like that. Name your outdated medical treatment or scientific theory, and you can find people who hold on to that old paradigm. This is one of those situations where expanding the freeways really is a paradigm that needs to go bye-bye. So maybe widening 81 won't be the panacea that officials think it'll be. I mean, there's still plenty of congestion on the three-lane stretches of 81 already in place in Northeast PA, right? Though this will create some good-paying jobs for a few years, so that's a good thing. Oh, and moving the exits at Music and the expressway from the left lanes to the right lanes certainly will reduce the number of yam bags to go 45 in the passing lane for two miles leading up to the exits. So I can get on board with that. Yeah, see? I can be positive. I'm Prospector. I'm for the people. Who's with me? I gotta, 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 go crazy, man! Ever see the crazy guy screaming at the wall outside the Times building? Where does this rage come from, my son? Tweet us with hashtag IFoundProspector and we'll come and get him. Prospector, mornings on Rock 107. Life's pretty tough right now. There's plenty of bad news, but it's not all bad. It's time for the brighter side of Prospector on Rock 107. Here's what I think is the best good news story of the day. A novel called Stone Maidens just hit number one on Amazon's bestseller list more than a decade after it was published, all because the 74-year-old author's daughter posted about it on TikTok. Thanks. We needed that. The brighter side of Prospector on Rock 107. What's a yam bag? 
A fool, an idiot, a blockhead, a dunce, or an ignoramus. You know, a dullard, simpleton, or a clot, nitwit, dipstick, pea-brain, mouth-breather, or cretin. It's now time to announce the winner of Prospector's Jam Bag of the Week, as decided by you at rock107.com. Here are the nominees. Nominee number one. Just so you know, if you break into a business, steal something, but promise to pay for it later, it's still a crime. A 20-year-old man in Florida named Lance Kurtz was arrested on Sunday after he broke into a gas station and stole dog food, antifreeze, cigarellos, and an electronic tobacco device. He was caught because he left his ATM card on the counter, intentionally. After he was tracked down by the cops, he said he left it behind so that he could pay for the items later. The police reminded him that breaking and entering is still a crime. For what it's worth, the guy's car caught fire that night. And that's where the officers connected him to the burglary. He was still on the side of the road. Nominee number two. You could say this guy is the triathlete of criminals because he can drive, run, ride, and swim to avoid capture. Well, to an extent. A man in Northern California named Michael Alzario led cops on a high-speed chase on Wednesday, and it was quite a show. He drove until he reached a dead end. Then he tore through three separate backyards before his vehicle got stuck. He got out and ran until he spotted a motorcycle. He stole that and rode off, but the cops were still on his tail. He hopped off the motorcycle, ran onto the edge of the Sacramento River, jumped in and started swimming across it. On the other side, he climbed up a tree. Police got there too, circled it, and that's when he finally came down and he was cuffed. Michael was wanted for questioning regarding an armed robbery that occurred earlier that day. There aren't any details on that, but for now, he's been booked for vehicle pursuit, vandalism, resisting arrest, and vehicle theft. Nominee number three. Sometimes hitting someone below the belt means unfairly targeting a vulnerability. Sometimes it literally means hitting someone in the junk. A 20-year-old woman in Indiana named Stephanie Pennywell was arrested last week after she got into an argument with a 26-year-old man. It's unclear what the fight was over or how they knew each other. Cops say Zephany chased him, grabbed him by the shirt, then grabbed his parts in a violent manner. The police report says she would not let go and began to pull. They even have video of this happening, which was handed over by a roommate. She later admitted to police that she grabbed him in an attempt to hurt him. Zephany was charged with battery. There's no update on the man's condition, but it doesn't sound like he was seriously injured. Nominee number four. Doing what this guy did would have got him in trouble if he hadn't already been in trouble. Last Wednesday night, cops near Fort Myers, Florida saw a black Mercedes parked on the side of the road and thought it might be abandoned. When they got closer, they saw 40-year-old Michael Sereda sitting alone in the passenger seat, and he was hammered. All of the cup holders had empty or half-full beer cans in them. There were two cases of Michelob Ultra and Bud Light inside that were torn open, and there were empty cans all over the floor of the car. He was so drunk he couldn't speak. The cops called for backup to help get him into custody, and that's when he reached into a pile of cans, found a full one, and cracked it in front of the cops. They tried to get out of the car while he was drinking it, and he fought back, so they tased him, but it didn't do anything. They eventually got him into a police car. He's facing charges for drunk driving and resisting arrest. And the winner is... The man who stole dog food from a gas station but left his ATM card behind. Good job, genius. Even if you say you intended to pay, breaking an entry is still a crime. You're the Yam Bag of the Week. Keep it here for all the nominees for Prospector's Yam Bag of the Day. Weekday mornings on Rock 107. Thanks for listening to Prospector's Prime Cuts podcast. 
Be sure to catch us live weekdays from 5.30 to 10 a.m. on Rock 107 or online at rock107.com or the Rock 107 app. A free download for your Android or iPhone. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss Prospector's Prime Cuts.